0: Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in
1: Reading Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus You can find out more on our website greyfriars.org.uk Enjoy oh, Good morning everyone Oh, Thank you Natalie, that's very kind There we go Everyone okay? Good, good, good. Um, I'm Dan, if you don't know me. I'm the youth worker here at Greyfriars, and it's so good to be able to share with you this morning. It's really strange to start speaking before a reading because you don't have a clue what I'm going to talk about. I think I do, so that's good. Um, The main point today, really simply, is that the world needs to smell you And to read you and be amazed by Jesus living in you. So our reading was quite long. uh, So we've broken it down into three little sections. One about smelling like Jesus. One about being a message from Jesus. And one about shining for Jesus. Because Paul gives us these three illustrations, these three pictures, that we're going to be thinking about in terms of representing Jesus. So, I think Paul's going to come and do our first reading for us. First reading is from 2 Corinthians, chapter 2, verses 14 to 16. But thanks be to God, who always leads us as captives in, his, in Christ's triumphal procession, and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are an aroma that brings death, to the other an aroma that brings life. And who is equal to such a task? Uh, Wonderful. Thank you so much, Paul. I've had to change microphones so you can hear me properly. hope that's okay. Um, So, today we're going to be thinking about what it means to represent Jesus. Um, And I was talking to my friend George yesterday. Uh, George is four and he goes to school and he was telling me about a friend at school who doesn't know God. And I thought, "That's, that's really important, isn't it? And so that's what this is about, is about how we can be friends to people... And we can show them what Jesus is like, even if they don't know God. And so that, that counts if you're like 100 years old, or four, or three, or two years old, or one. I'm not going to miss that out. So, at any age, we'll all know people who don't know God. And this is about us showing them through our actions, through our words, through everything, what it means to follow God and also what Jesus is like. And so, we're going to start with smelling. Now, I need three volunteers. Um, You can be any age. I just need three people who are happy to come up. Yes. Oh, there's two right here. Look at that. really keen at the front. You want to have a go? Yeah. Come on then. Oh, he's going to join in as well. Excellent. Um, Oh dear. Now you can tell, oh, we've got four. Wonderful. You're going to have to share. Uh, You can tell what I eat at home, lots of ice cream. Um, So what I've got here are three boxes and these three boxes have different smells in them okay and i need you to be able to tell me what you think that smell is does that make sense yeah i hope, I I hope you well they're all a bit smelly um, so i need you to close your eyes okay and i'm just gonna go along hit the row and if you think you know what it is then you're gonna shout it out okay so take a big sniff in sniff keep sniffing can you smell it oh. <laughs> can you smell it it, mm, go on what do you think it is uh, it's not rosemary that's really close anyone want another go you don't like that one do you rebecca (laughs) any grown-ups want to go here we go i mean it's quite a distinctive smell smell (laughs) it's actually lavender lavender. It's actually a very nice smell, one of the best smells. Uh, so that's, that's, it's not rosemary. Um, the next one, okay, this one you really do have to close your eyes because it's obvious when you look at it, okay, so close your eyes properly. Can you smell it? Keep breathing in through your nose. What do you think it is? Oh what is it? What is it? Lemon. Lemon, that's right. That was very good. Well done. And the last one, again, you're going to have to close your eyes because it's obvious if you see it. Are you ready? Okay, give it a good smell. Can you smell it? Oh, cookies. Ooh, wow. <laughs> cookies. Any ideas? Yes. It's not, it's not cookies. It's actually my sweaty socks. Um, <laughs> although I'm glad you think that my socks smell of cookies. <laughs> Uh, So these were the ones that I went to the gym in yesterday. Um, So they're actually quite sweaty. Uh, Thank you very much. Very well done. Come and sit down. Everyone give them a round of applause. Well, that's very exciting. You've got cookie-flavored smell socks. So that's lovely. Um, Smells... They can bring up like lots of emotions and feelings and memories for us as well, can't they? Like some of them are really strong. Some of them are hard to distinguish. Um, Smells can just evoke these kind of senses within us. And I wanted to do that because we don't actually have a chance to talk about smells and use smell very much in church. That was quite fun. Um, Why don't you turn to someone near you and tell them what smell you really like or what smell you really don't like. Just for like 30 seconds. What do you really like smelling and what don't you like smelling? Okay hopefully you've had enough time to everyone have a go. So this passage that Paul read to us says that we are to be to God the pleasing um, aroma. So the pleasing smell of Jesus among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. So amongst everyone that we see in the whole world we are to smell like Jesus. Now, we don't need to smell like a first century Jewish man, um, but what it means is that when people get near us, it's like they recognize something of Jesus in us. They start to smell Jesus in us. Um, I don't know if you, when you walk into a room and, and there's an amazing smell or a really bad smell one of the first things we do is try and find the source of that smell, don't we? Um, It might be, you know, if you've got very small children, you're like, which baby's nappy is it that smells? And so you pick up the baby. Yeah, it's not that one. It's definitely that one. Like there's that sense there. Or you might walk into this room and think, oh, what's that smell? And it's the wonderful flowers that are left for us um, and sorted for us. So that's lovely. Or uh, we had a situation at home recently uh, where the kitchen really smelled bad, like really bad. And we did every we could to blame the dog, um, so we washed all of the dog stuff. We washed because that's where she lives. That's her little ba- home in there. So she washed all of her stuff. We we like sprayed everything, and it didn't go away. Um, and then the dog started blaming us because that's where she had to live. Um, and it turns out that we'd spilt some cream in the fridge and it had gone into the drip tray and it was just slowly cooking on the drip tray in the back of the fridge. It was disgusting. But the most important thing for us was that we found the source of the smell, that we needed to find out where it came from. And, and that's what this is about. It's about living in such a way that when people get close to you, they can smell Jesus. They're like, I want to know, know where that kindness comes from. I want to know where that love comes from. I need to find the source of the smell of Jesus. And they might not know it's Jesus, but they start to think, oh, how, how do I, what are you like? Why are you like that? And they start to really dig in. And so that means that we represent Jesus. Wherever you go, if you're a follower of Jesus, you represent him. And as people get to know you, as they get close to you, they should start to smell him, and they should want to know where that smell comes from and start asking questions. Um, In Roman culture, when... uh so one of the things that this passage comes from is when the Romans would conquer somewhere and they'd defeat them in battle and they'd win, what would happen is they'd do this massive parade. And so if you read some of the language in this passage, they'll do this parade. And in that parade, they'll start like putting out loads of really smelly incense. So They'll burn some incense and it would just be like everyone in the town would know that there is a smell that there is victory for the Romans. Now, if you're Roman and you win, that's a great smell. If you lose and you're a captive and you're being taken captive, it's a really bad smell because it means you've lost. And that's why this passage talks about how not everyone's going to like it. And, um, not everyone is going to like the smell of Jesus on you because it reminds them of Jesus. It reminds them that they actually haven't lived the right way or that they don't want to follow God or they don't believe in God or all of these things. And and the passage just says, keep smelling like Jesus. It doesn't matter whether people like it or they don't, keep doing it. Um, Because some people that are on Jesus' team will love that or people want to find out about Jesus will love that. And some people who don't really won't like it. Lots of people didn't like Jesus, that's why they killed him. And so there's that sense that actually we are called to keep representing Jesus, to keep following him, no matter what, they, what others think of us. Um, we're going to have our next reading. So Alex is going to come and do our reading. Um, it's from 2 Corinthians 3, verses 1 to 3. Um, so Alex is going to come up and do that. Here we go, that's for you.
0: Our second reading is from 2 Corinthians 3, verses 1 to 3. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ. The result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on the tablets of human hearts.
1: Great. Thank you so much, Alex. Can I just drop that down there? Or not drop, that's bad. Um, Thank you so much, Alex. So this section is all about how we are a letter from Jesus to the world. It's very similar. It's the whole thing is all about the same thing. Um, again, I just need a volunteer uh, who hasn't had a go yet. We want to give everyone a go. If anyone would like to have a go that hasn't had a go. Uh, oh, yes, Bo, come this way. Bo, this is very exciting. Uh, do you want that one? No, let's have the other one. Here we go, Bo. Welcome. Um you would have seen Bo this morning as he came in the door. He welcomed you. And um, Bo, do you think put that t-shirt on, do you think? It just goes over the top of your hoodie. That'll be absolutely fine. I, I got an, ex, an extra large, so you can take your mask off, yeah. Um, and so the question here is what words do people see or read or understand or think about your life when they see you? What What words do they see? Because this this passage here says that we are a letter from Christ to the world. And so it's almost like we're walking around with one of these t shirts on. um, You know, there it says, Dear World, because that's how you might start a letter. To the world. It says, Dear world, you might say, Dear friends, dear family, dear whoever it is that you need to be um, Jesus to, for others. And then there's other words around it that the youth put on there on Thursday, and I haven't quite read them all. I hope they're all okay. Um, and, and they were just trying to describe what people are like, um, because all of these things will describe, will, will show them what Jesus is like. And so hopefully, the t shirt that you're wearing that says, Dear world, will say some of the stuff that Jesus is like, and so here we've got unique and amazing and fearless. Um, there's nothing on the back, just your hood, um, and oh, you keep moving. Okay, um, you know, there's there's loads of words on here, and each one of us has this kind of this this T-shirt that we wear uh, that is a message to everyone else around us. And our challenge, our calling as people who follow Jesus, is really simply. To make sure that the words that people see in our life, the letter that our life writes to other people, is a letter that Jesus ri- has written. Is, is, the words are Jesus' words, basically. Um, so, what words describe you? Is it loving, gracious, merciful, peaceful, kind, joyful, friendly? Or is it harsh, or quick to lose the temper, or irritable, or rash? Um, what, what words do you think? And there's something to reflect on the people around you. We've got a question in our little youth booklets today. What words describe you? What, how would other people describe you? And are those words, words that you would use to describe Jesus? So that's the second challenge. We've got smelling like Jesus and we've got trying to be a letter from Jesus. Um, thank you so much, Bo. You can keep the t-shirt if you want. I don't need it anymore. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, give Bo a round of applause. What a wonderful model. Um, And then Rachel's going to come and do our final reading for us uh, from 2 Corinthians again. So we're just making our way through 2 Corinthians chapter 3 now. There you go. Thank you.
0: The third reading is from 2 Corinthians 3 verses 12 to 18. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away, but their minds were made dull. For to this day, the same veil remains when the old covenant is read; it has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit's.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Rachel. Um, If you have a smartphone on you, I'd like you to get your smartphone out, please. Although some of you have already got your smartphones out, and I don't know what I think about that. (laughs) Um, And I'd like you to turn your torch on, and then put your torch in front of your face. (laughs) And then look around at other people who are doing the same. This is... A very poor illustration of what it looked like for for Moses as he came down the mountain, and he had a shiny face. <laughs> um, because what happened um, is Moses had spent some time with God. He'd gone up the mountain. He'd received the Ten Commandments. He came down, and his face was shining. It's a bit strange, but his face, because it spent time with God, was shining and he had to put a veil over his face. Uh, And the passage tells us for two reasons. It's because firstly, as if you've just done that illustration, you can tell, you might be seeing stars right now, um, that actually it's hard to look at someone when they've got a really shiny face. Um, And secondly, uh, the, the glory, the shining on his face was fading. And so he had to cover that up so they couldn't see the fact that it was fading. Um, And this passage, this final one that Rachel just read for us, encourages us to do exactly what the first two passages did, which is to represent Jesus, to shine for Jesus, to let that that glory that we get from knowing Jesus, from being close to Jesus, from spending time with him, to shine, so that wherever you go, whoever you meet, whether it's your four-year-old friend at nursery or your 100-year-old friend you meet at the bus stop, everyone can see the shine of Jesus in your life. And and basically, Paul says, don't cover it up. Don't put that veil on. Moses had to wear a veil, but don't cover that shine up. Let your light shine that the whole world would see the glory of God in your life. It's really, really simple. Don't cover it up. And And the great thing, Paul says in this passage is that spending time with Jesus and knowing him means that unlike Moses, your shine won't fade. Your shine will not fade because the the glory of Jesus is eternal. Everything that you need to know, everything that, that God pours into you from spending time with Jesus is going to make your face shine and others will see that in your life. And so just to kind of summarize, you and I, we represent Jesus, which means we have to smell like him so that when people get close, they sniff us uh, metaphorically. I mean, I don't know what you're into. Um, So they, they smell Jesus on us and they start to wonder where the source of that smell is. Or you're a letter from Jesus so that you walk around and people read you. What do people read in your life? How do people perceive you? And then the encouragement at the end, just to let Jesus shine out of your life. That everything you do, everything you say, every thought, every attitude, every heart, mentality, whatever it is, shines for Jesus, that others would see it. And and there's a little bit that we missed out in the passage, and I'm just gonna read it to you. It says, who is up to such a task? Like, who can do this? And he says, such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we can do this in ourselves or claim anything for ourselves, but our competence, our ability to do this comes from God. You're not going to be able to do this because you try really hard. You're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to represent Jesus because you try super hard to be a good person. What we need to do is spend time with Jesus. The only way we can ever do this is with Jesus, and we sang that song earlier about our battle, doing it on our knees with our hands lifted high, that's what it is. It's worship, it's praise, it's it's coming to Jesus and letting him be the one who transforms us so that we can then spread his message, uh, share his love, share his smell, shine for him in this world. So our challenge today is to draw near to Jesus so that we start to smell like him, so that others start to read him in our lives, and so that we can shine to him, shine for him to all who are around us. And so let's just spend a moment praying. As we've been thinking about this, you might... Have areas of your life where you're thinking, yeah, maybe I don't represent Jesus very well there. So maybe we just need to say sorry and surrender those areas to him now. Jesus, we surrender to you and ask that you'd have your way in those places where we don't honor you, where we don't shine for you. bring us change and transformation. Make us more like Jesus. And Lord, we pray for our friends, our family members, our communities who get to see you working in us. And we pray that they would would see you shining. through all of our brokenness, they would see you. And Lord, we ask that they would start asking questions and that they would want to find the source, which is Jesus. Thank you that you equip us for all that you call us to. Help us to be your ambassadors and your representatives in this world, that your church may shine and the whole world would know your love. In Jesus' name. Amen.